0: Welcome to the Tony Talks Wealth Podcast. This show is dedicated to helping you manage your money better. Invest wisely, retire early and grow your wealth for you and your family and live your best life. My name is Tony Thomas. Charter financial planner, pension specialist and money coach. I've advised thousands of people over the last 30 years I'm going to share with you real life stories and everything that you need to know to build a financially secure future and a great lifestyle. If you enjoy the podcast, then feel free to subscribe and leave a review. Now let's dive into today's episode on the Tony Talks Wealth Podcast. I'm joined today by Rick Halen. So, Rick, welcome to the show. Tony, it's great to be with you today. It's great to have you on the show, Rick. So, Rick is an executive coach and founder of Continuous Improvement for Life and an author of a great book called Live Your Purpose. So, Rick, please share with us your story and how you help others and organizations to define and live with purpose to achieve
1: amazing results. Tony, uh, thank you so much again for having me on your podcast. And it's a thrill to get to know you a little bit. And thank you for the great work that you're doing with your clients. And yeah, my story really is I'm trying to just, as after I retired from a 32-year career in management consulting as the CEO of a small, well, niche, 250 people, I guess that's not that small consulting company, I thought, you know what, I look back to my purpose statement that I developed and how can I take this next step? And the vision was to do it on social media and podcasts and books and these different things to share this message of how people can live their best life. And so that's kind of my passion right now. How I got started on it really goes back to into my 20s. I moved my family. I had two young kids at the time. Uh, Brett and Nikki were four and two and Cheryl and I moved from the West coast of Canada to the East coast of Canada. So uprooted went to this MBA program. I felt fortunate to be able to get in. I was one of the youngest and least experienced people in the program. So I got in, I knew I had to work hard cause I was the youngest and least experienced yeah. person in the class. And so I doubled down, worked hard and I got it about a month and a half, maybe a little bit longer in and first big test in economics, got it back. And I was, I'm pretty sure I was one of the lowest grades in the class and it was, devastating to say the least, because I had taken this big risk, moved my young family away from everybody that we knew and loved and did this huge restart. And so it was pretty discouraging. And so after a Friday night pity party, I uh, went down to our unfinished basement in the townhouse and I had read something. And I think it started with one of my heroes is Stephen Covey, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And he talks about that idea, begin with the end in mind. And and mission statements. And I'm going to use the term, Tony, mission statement, purpose statement, kind of interchangeably. But I remember thinking, you know what, I got nothing to lose at this point. Maybe I should articulate this purpose statement, this mission statement. And so I went to work that weekend and I don't remember any kind of bells and whistles flashing. I, I did go back to school on yeah. Monday with a new purpose statement. I don't remember anything changing significantly, but I got my uh, courage back up, my hope back up. And I, I worked hard and No one's going to mistake me as the valedictorian of the class, but I did okay. And I finished, I graduated, I'm ready to find a job. And I remember this mission statement that I wrote, this purpose, this, this articulation of who I wanted to be and best self. And so I started applying that to the job search and it was pretty discouraging because nothing seemed to match. What
0: What What was your mission statement then?
1: So the purpose statement was all around, I'm striving for continuous improvement in my life. So I used those kind of words around continuous improvement. And I actually, at the time, didn't know there was a business called, a consulting called continuous improvement. It was pretty early in the phase, if you will. And so here I got this small consulting company. It was like 28 people at the time applying to the university and it had some of those same words that I had articulated the year and a half before in there, you know, we're a continuous improvement company. We're action orientation. We start where other consulting companies leave off. And i I went home to Cheryl that day and I said, I applied to my job. I found it. So next day or a couple of days later, the interviews are posted. And this is before internet, Tony, right? So it's on the wall. Yeah. I go and put my finger, uh, 10 interview and I'm not on the list. And so I phone up the head office the next day uh, after having a pity party that night, but I phone, you know, and and they say, I don't think I was this bold, but they say, as I called, I said, you know, I think you made a mistake. (laughs) I mean, I applied to this job and I didn't get an interview. I was kind of naive at the time and I didn't have anything else to lose. So I kind of told them about this journey that I'd been on and my purpose statement and continuous improvement and action orientation and making a difference in people's lives. And you guys are doing that. And that's me. So the person on the other end said to me, okay, you're a little inexperienced and you're a little young compared to the other candidates, but you know what? Write your name on, on the list, five o'clock you'll be the 11th interview. Anyhow, long story short, I was the only one that got the job. And I recently, well, uh, just over a year ago, retired from that as the CEO and second largest shareholder.
0: But those little things can make all the difference. That, oh. bit of, that bit of courage you've seen, obviously you had that sort of vision in terms of your purpose statement and the, it's, that resonated with that company. I mean, it's, sometimes you see the stars are written.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And and that in that story, it had huge benefits for career and financial and all that. But, I've come to learn in writing the book, Live Your Purpose, a step-by-step guide to living your best life, that there is all sorts of health benefits, longevity, less health costs, you know, more psychological well-being, all these other benefits to having clear and articulated purpose in your life, not just career and financial. So, yeah, it's been been this incredible journey, Tony, of learning, because when you write a book, you know, I, I had the background in it. And then I consulted in it, but then you go and read all the research on it because you try to find out all what's been written about it. And in the last 10 years, so many articles, so much research done on the power of articulated purpose. And like I cite in like, I think chapter two of the book, like 10 health and well-being benefits to living with purpose. It's just, it's fantastic. And so I feel like all of a sudden I'm a missionary, I'm a zealot on this path of, Helping people find and articulate their purpose, so how many people over the last few years since you've started this that you've been helping and coaching well, you know I set this goal out to help millions and it's probably been thousands and you know what you know you, you know you want to write a book and you want it to be a New York Times bestseller and then this is kind of the second half of the book but how do you find joy in the journey and it's not a New York bestseller it was number one on three Amazon categories for a couple nice. of weeks. That yeah. was pretty exciting. Yeah, great. Yeah, but you know, it's, it's been, when you get a note or two a week from people, I got one this week that from a former colleague from 20 years ago, he says, Rick, I read your book. I've been reading it with my son. And he's an, it's an adult son or in 20 son. And we've been doing the work at the end of each chapter. There's kind of, it's in work sheet, work form, and there's action or, or steps to do. Uh, after each chapter, uh, as far as purpose, goals, etc., and uh, we've been working through that together, and it's made a huge difference in our relationship and in our lives. And I'm going, oh, <laughs> that's worth it alone. Just of you know, course, you yeah. get a note or two just like that. So, in in terms of the uh,
0: the, so you've got a series of you've got a process. You got a, you've got a number of steps that you take people through. So, do you want to expand on on what they are and how and what each each one of those means?
1: Yeah. So, what I found is. In management consulting and going in consulting and going into big companies, that that you get really good at kind of seeing the strengths, the weaknesses, yeah. and that if they could just tweak this process, uh, people would be able to because people are good inherently good and they yeah, want to do good work. So, yeah. But often there's broken processes, and so yes, it's absolutely you need amazing leadership, but you also need clear process or clear how. and not broken or bureaucracy and some. So that's what I've tried to do on the personal development side in this book is articulate all the way from, yeah, okay, we have a clear written purpose. How does that connect to my goals? And are they smart and measurable? And by the way, you know, the research on goal accomplishment, Tony, as you probably know, is pretty low, right? If you Google it right now, you're going to see some pretty bad statistics on people accomplishing their goals. One reason, it's not connected to their why, It's not connected to the purpose. Even when you set a financial goal, as you know, and we talked about earlier, you have to connect it to your why, right? Because then you're going to overcome setbacks and roadblocks and discouragement on your path to financial success You have to connect it to the why. And that's what purpose does. So purpose goals. Okay. And then I see a lot of people, and you know, this new year's resolution idea, you put it in your desk. You have big aspirations. The gym is absolutely packed in January. And then all of a sudden, you know, come August, the gym is empty. You pull out your goals from your uh, desk, you blow off the dust off of it. And you read. So how's that connected to your weekly and daily life? So purpose, clear and measurable goals, and then weekly planning. Oh, I love weekly planning. It's a superpower. And then connecting that to daily planning. And if you can fit that whole process together, yeah. From your why, to your goals, to your daily, to your weekly, to your daily, you're going to be able to execute on your noblest desires, your big dreams, and your big wishes. So yeah, that's where the process comes into play.
0: Yeah, I think much of this has to be habitual. You have to have this every day, these activities that you need to achieve to help you get to where you want to be in all aspects of your life.
1: That, that's where daily planning, Tony, to yeah. your point, just creates terrific habits. Like if you start with the same 10 things every morning, yeah. you do your emotional, spiritual, physical
0: yeah.
1: uh, activities first in your day. You've set your day up for success. You've built now first thing habits so that you're emotionally, physically, mentally strong to start every day with the best because of your morning habits. Yeah. Because And some people are night owlers. That's great. Do it at night. Whatever works for you. I personally just really believe in starting with those first five to ten habits every morning, every day, so that you can be your best self every day to your clients, to uh, your family, to your whatever you're doing and in service of that day. So, yeah, absolutely. Habits are important, but habits are developed from great daily planning.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely, I think. Do you want to share with us what your habits are every day? Because obviously, you've got oh, some great habits. So.
1: Yeah, we started this podcast, podcast at 7 a.m., so I started <laughs> early on the same 10 things. I, start, I, I actually built a, a journal to support this. It's called the CI for Life Journal. Um, yeah. And of course, it has room for your purpose statement, your goals. But then every day on the left-hand side, it starts with gratitude and learnings. So that's what I start with every day is what, yeah. uh, what were my blessings from yesterday? Cause the brain, the achieving brain wants to focus on the gaps, right? What's missing, what's right. wrong. Yeah. And particularly as males, sometimes we're great at finding the problems and then trying to be the problem solvers. Right. Yeah. Where well, that's not always what's necessary, but, so I start each day with gratitude and learnings. What, what were the blessings from yesterday? What were the good things from, what can, even from setbacks, the market's been in a little bit of trouble yesterday, but what did I yeah. learn from that yesterday, gratitude. right? Yeah. Both, and although Bitcoin's back up today, Bitcoin struggled yesterday, the stock market struggled yesterday. What are the learnings from that? What are the blessings from that? Oh my goodness, I'm glad I did put uh, some dry powder the month before because it's been a struggle right in tech and other things in the last month so focusing on the blessings focusing on the learnings first and then the next right-hand page of every day starts with my daily plan okay what are the top first 20 things that i'm going to do in the day and then i prioritize them what are this i star it what are the top three if if the day blows up after these first 10 habits. Yeah. What are the really priority items that I really want to accomplish yeah. that are very meaningful for me? This podcast, Tony, was one of them, right? Brilliant. So also in those top 10 things I did this morning, beside gratitude and daily planning, I did some spiritual readings and meditation. Then I did my exercise and then boom, I'm off to a terrific day every day. So those are basically my habits every day.
0: Fantastic, I think we can all learn from us, uh, all of those habits. Probably very few people do uh, more than one or
1: two if if, uh, we are very lucky. So, Yeah, when I was younger, I used to, because of the stress of the job and the family and whatnot, I used to wait and try to fit those in after work or at night. And then I'm either too tired or there's a break in the schedule and your kid needs you to drive you to somewhere. And my kids are grown now. But what I learned is if I can just get up 45 minutes to an hour earlier than I need to, that I can get those 10 habits in every day. And then I start every day with my best self, my best yeah. foot forward rather than on your back foot.
0: Again, I think the, the lesson that you've uh, you learned, and obviously I've learned the same, is that when it comes to uh, diary management, for example, or habits, you make sure you put enough time in there for yourself and for your family. Because if you are not happy and they're not happy, all the hard work you do in your career and your business is for
1: nothing. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I love the idea of time management. I also, and I think it goes together, the idea of energy management, right? So after my top 10 habits, I'm in my best self, my best mind, my best thinking, what are the toughest, most important things I should tackle first, while I'm high energy, while I've got a clear head, I turn off social media, I turn off my email and tackle write a chapter in my book or make my financial plan or have this podcast or, you know, whatever it might be. But energy management is so important as well.
0: Yeah. And low value tasks towards the end of the day. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. So what, what happens next? Obviously you've you've gone through that first stage. So what happens next in terms of uh, your coaching process?
1: Well, so yeah, that's what I'm doing today is I'm just trying to share that message of, continuous improvement, purpose, goals, best self. So I wrote that book last October. Then I've provided a journal kind of workbook that supports that. Then I'm doing all sorts of coaching. I've got a couple of cool things. You know, people, we talked about this already. People are so busy even to do the important but non-urgent things because our life gets so full of urgent things, right? So how can I get, so what I did is something cool. It's a really cool piece of little tech. Tony, where I can send you seven, for like $10, I can send you seven two-minute coaching sessions to your phone at the time you want, and we can develop this purpose statement over seven days. So uh, it's called RickH.PieceMeal.com. You can find it on my Instagram feed or my website, but I can get you these two-minute coaching sessions for seven days, and I'll lead you through the questions and the process that after seven days, all you need is 15 minutes after the two minute coaching that goes to to your phone and you do a little journal exercise on what I give you that day. And the end of that seven days, you've got your purpose statement because it's, it seems kind of backwards, but people are almost too busy to do important non-urgent things, right? Because we're so faced with so many urgent things with family and career Mm. and whatnot. So I'm trying to make it as simple as possible. Now, the other thing that I've been blogging about recently, Tony, is this idea of people that say that maybe some of your listeners, you know, I got purpose. I, I like my work. My family is my purpose. My, my belief in a higher being a divine is my purpose. My hobby, my, I, my exercise, my running, my biking, that's my purpose. And I say yes to all that. And there's tremendous value from taking the time to write down and articulate your purpose and values and how you want to be your best self in service of your family, in yeah. service of your career, in service of your God or whatever you're worshiping. So that's kind of, I feel like um, on this mission, Tony, to get people to make written plans, and I know you're big on this as a financial planner yet, yes, and much life much. planner, right? Yep. But written plans on what and who you want to be to be your best self.
0: Fantastic. And you are achieving that yourself. So you are living uh, while well, you preach it exactly what you do in yourself. So.
1: Well, and it's a journey, Tony, isn't it? It's a lifelong yeah. pursuit. And the joy is not in the results. It's in the journey. The last third of the book and. I think your listeners will resonate to this. It kind of answers the question, well, okay, I have this plan, a yeah. financial plan, a life plan. How do I stay on plan? What do I do when I have a financial setback, an emotional setback, a spiritual setback, a physical setback? You know, how do I respond to that? There's so much discouragement and depression in our world today, particularly coming out of COVID. Yeah. absolutely. Uh, I mean, I, the statistics are mind boggling about anxiety, discouragement, even suicide. So how do I stay on purpose? What are the skills and tools and mindsets necessary to stay on my plan, my financial plan, my spiritual plan, my physical plan, my family plan? And uh, so that's what I've tried to teach in the last part of the book. And maybe most of the coaching I do today is how to stay on plan, how to stay on purpose when trials come, when setbacks come. How do you get the emotional and spiritual and physical fortitude to stay on the plan? And it's skills like gratitude. It's skills like mindfulness. It's skills like meditation. It's skills like acceptance to be able to find joy in the journey, not just the results. Because when we, yes, it's important to focus on that end in mind of this is my goal financially, spiritually, physically, et cetera. But 80% of our time and thought and process should be spent on the, uh, finding the joy in the journey of striving well it's being in the moment that's, that's where the, you've got go to ahead, live in
0: the moment
1: After yeah it's, it's a long hold uh, long old uh,
0: trudge to that goal you want to achieve so you've got to enjoy life today in the moment otherwise this is why giving you a
1: gym analogy people give up it's just too hard yeah, like oh, okay. Well, I'm not going to be happy till I have my net worth at eight million dollars, at five million dollars, at two million, whatever the number yeah. is. That I can't be happy till then. Yeah. No, the joy is in the journey, and the striving, and the figuring out, and the making two steps forward and one step back, and then learning from that, and finding the joy in it, and the same thing physically, and the same thing in your relationships. And if we can get that mindset while still having big dreams that's where really joy and happiness comes and And that's a journey. I mean, for you and I even, right? That That's what we're striving for every day is to, how can I, no matter what happens, carry my own weather, my own anchor yeah. and find joy and happiness in whatever today brings and still strive for excellence in my life.
0: I think having a balance in every aspect yes. of your life is is a must for all of us to try and strive to because you can excel in one but fail miserably in another one and that takes obviously the the i don't know the edge of life if you're not achieving or if you're not happy in all aspects of your life i think sometimes we focus on too many uh, narrower things rather than just the whole if you like
1: Oh, I, man, I got a story around that. One of my uh, other heroes is Clayton Christensen. He just passed away, a Harvard MBA professor, and he wrote a great little book called How to Measure Your Life. And again, it's all about having purpose and mission. And so in that, he talks about it, and he says this isn't a one-off case, but he talks about a specific story of a gentleman that came back 25 years later after Harvard, and he was rich, powerful captain of industry yeah. and unhappy and on, estranged from his kids and on his second, second and third wife and setbacks do happen, but he had this one area of his life, super successful and his other areas of his life, he was very unfulfilled and unsuccessful. Yeah. So why not in whatever phase and age in life, if you are set those balanced set of goals to your point, Tony, so that we can, cause we know joy is in balance. Joy is in finding joy in, in balance and, and success in your relationships and your physical self and your your financial self, et cetera. So balance is so key to it being able to enjoy this journey together, isn't it? Absolutely.
0: In terms of, can you give us some examples of some of your students, if you like, in terms of where they started from and how we changed your life by going through your coaching?
1: Yeah, a great example. I just have been working with a CEO, 40, maybe late 30s, early 40s, uh, of a tech company. And high stress job. It's a private company. It's funded by private equity. And every quarter he's got to come with his senior team to meet the demands of the board that put all this money in. And is this tech? It's it's some tech that helps servers communicate together. And it's just a really high stress job. And yeah, we talked about, you know, setting some work goals on how to make his his strategy a little bit more and yes, his meetings a little bit more efficient and his quarterly with his team, a little bit more efficient, but most of the time, to be honest, we spend time talking about this idea that how do you find joy in the journey? Even though I'm not at my goals yet, I'm a, I'm a CEO of a tech company and I'm 40 years old. I have a successful family are my kids doing everything I want. No, But that's life, right? And how do I find joy in that journey? What are the skills, mindset, skill set, and tool set in order to find joy in the middle of this very stressful and large, big life? But that's what he wanted, right? He wanted to have a successful family, successful work, Mm -hmm. uh, be a captain of industry. And how do I find joy in that journey? And so what I'm finding with successful people is you don't need to give them a lot as far as, you know, you need to have goals, you need to have purpose but you need to help them find joy in every moment because life is stressful. And uh, in fact, if you said to me, you know, what's one thing that, you know, you, you would say to your 20 year old self now that I'm 60 that I would do differently. And I would, I would do live, strive for excellence, have purpose, have balanced goals, blah, blah, blah. But the thing that I didn't know when I was 20 that, that now I do know, and that is, Okay, that's great. I'm going to call it the Western ideal of of yep. going big and dreaming is, big. Yes. Yep. Right. But how do I have that? I'm going to call it the Eastern philosophy of staying present, yeah, and enjoying each moment for what it is—good, bad, or indifferent—and yep. uh, being very mindful and present and conscious, so I can learn faster and I can be more joyful in the moment. And to be honest, I, I end up spending more time with. Successful people coaching them to find joy in the journey and every day, and that skill set versus you know how to go big at work. Yeah, but even
0: by doing that, I mean there's got to be uh, some form of uplift in terms of their business life as well. So it's got to it's not going to just help them with all the other parts of their lives, but I'm sure they're even more
1: successful in terms of business terms. Yeah, you know, and well. Here's the other thing that's very interesting, Tony, in helping executives. A McKinsey article just uh, showed this, and I found my, in my own experience, this is very true. 20% of leaders of big industry have their own articulated purpose. Okay. This McKinsey study showed that, uh, talking about the power of meaning yeah. and purpose in both your life and your – and you know, here's these people that influence hundreds and thousands of people. And when asked what's their own purpose, it's something, you know, like help shellholder or success or help my people be successful. And both of those goals are great. I'm not, I'm not disparaging yeah. that. What I'm trying to articulate is you're gonna be a better leader to your point if you have your own articulated purpose. You're gonna bring your best strengths to your job if you've taken the time to articulate the purpose. Don't waste any more time. Start today. If you're a captain or leader of a small business, mid-sized, large industry, articulate your own purpose so you can bring your very best self because many people are relying on you to bring your best self, not just to work hard, not just to help your people be successful, but be very sharp and articulate and, and proactive on what it, what is your strengths? What is your best self? What are the values you want to bring to the job? And then you're going to be even a more successful leader.
0: And share that culture with your employees, your staff, the people working around uh, you. And also you can do the same with your family and your friends. Yes. This is very much like, I don't know, a spider's web where it just goes further and further. And it can, it can touch a lot more people. So if you can, adopt obviously the the things that you were teaching then it can just it can help you but it can help a lot of people around you as well
1: yeah it'd be super intentional you know one of the favorite questions that i start day one of my coaching on how to develop by the way if, if you ask me the question you know what so this book there's a million self-development books there's yeah. a million goal goal yeah. purpose books out there what's one or two things that makes this one different I would say, you know, you know, I've already articulated one of them, and that is I have both the Western and Eastern yeah. ideal of how to dream big but stay present. And then the other one, uh, Tony, is in Chapter 3, is I call it the 777 process, seven questions over seven days uh, or seven and serve seven journal experiences, and you'll have your own personal written purpose statement. And so it's a very specific, how all the literature I could find, everyone talked about, They love talking about all the the health benefits and financial benefits to having purpose. But no one articulates how to do it. And so that's that's the goal. That's the gem, if you will, in this book is many people are more articulate than I am. But I have a clear how, both in this audio coaching thing on piecemeal that I have and also in the book. And so the first question, just to give your listeners a little bit of rumination start is... And, and it t- tends to be one of the favorite questions, the feedback that I've got, and it's, how do you want to be remembered? You're at your funeral. You can't control what people say, but what would you like them to say? How do you want to be remembered? Journalize that for a moment. You know, do you want to be remembered as the richest, toughest son of a gun? <laughs> or is there other things that you want to be remembered for? How you did that? How, what strengths do you want to bring to bear? And so, often that question can get you and then of course once you dream that once you intentionalize that once you think about that how you want to be remembered values dripped out you know i want to be honest i want to be loving i want to be caring i want to be a good steward when whatever your values will come out of that and then of course the the magic is to reverse engineer it back to your daily activities right so once you have that long-term vision or purpose how do i re-engineer that back to my daily activities but yeah, the how has so much, it can unlock people's brain that they can nod their head and say, you know, purpose and goals are good, but how do you really do it so that you can be successful? Well, that's what I've tried to do in the book with that triple seven process.
0: That sounds fantastic. I've got a question for you. So yeah. I asked all my guests this particular question. So and this is going to be uh, very relevant uh, to you, probably more than a lot of other guests I've had uh, on the show but what does wealth mean to you?
1: Oh, that's a great question. And, uh, uh, and I think it's going to be similar to how you think about it too. It's balanced and successful in all areas of my life and focusing on the most important things, you know, whether it be spiritual, my health and fitness, my relationships, my work and finances. And those are the four buckets that I generally think about and bringing my best self to those four categories every yeah. day and doing my very best and then being okay. What, what my best was that day. And that is wealth to me. It's uh, much more than just financial. All oh, that, that's an important thing. And please don't ignore it. You know, some people, you know, think, you know, Oh man, I'm not being a compassionate, caring person. I'll absolutely have that as a goal area, but wealth is much more than money. In fact, if you, this is one of the other lessons I try to share in the book if, if you focus on the leading activities that lead you to those areas of wealth,
0: yeah.
1: balance set of wealth and goals, you're going to be more successful and enjoy the journey more than if you just, you know, so what are, what are the right investments? What are the right health and fitness activities for me to focus on in order to hit my end goals? But yeah, wealth is much more than just money it's being successful in those four main areas of my life and doing my very best. And that doesn't mean it's perfect, but getting up the next morning and trying again and trying to find some joy in the journey, even if I'm not perfect in uh, everything that I'm doing.
0: Well, I think that's a, a perfect sort of end to that because part of a new day is to, is to improve on what you did the day before. And, so if you had a rotten day or a, or a disaster the following day, you know when you get up tomorrow or when you get up today, you can put that right. You can do something much more positive today. And you've learned from yesterday.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Don't let discouragement set in. Focus in on what went well and then learn from yesterday. Discouragement is such a massive tool today. Focus on what you did right. And I love that, Tony. It's a new start to every day, even if you had a bad day yesterday. And we all do right? Everyone does. But first thing in the morning, start with your good five to 10 habits that'll get you going emotionally, mentally, physically in the right direction and then crush your goals. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Uh, Go for it. I think we sometimes are too hesitant to uh, try to, I don't know, strive and improve for fear of failure. I think that holds an awful lot of people back. And failure really, it depends obviously on your point of view, is really trial and error. You maybe succeeded yesterday in something, failed the day before, but you get better and better and better the more you try.
1: Yeah, well said, Tony.
0: Rick, if people wanted to either work with you, or if they wanted to, to read your book and buy your book, where is the best place for people to get in touch with you?
1: Yeah, so the book's on Amazon. Uh, live your purpose by rick highland h-e-y-l-a-n-d and or you can go to my website ci the number four life.org and you're going to see all sorts of tools processes coaching uh, available to help you live your best life
0: fantastic i will put the the links up in the show notes as well so people if um, they want to see those links uh, they can just go to the uh, the show notes Tony, it's been a pleasure yeah rick it's been fantastic i've actually learned quite a few things today and i think one of my learning things today i know it but it's like having somebody else to reaffirm this and it's it's about enjoying the journey well said
1: it's been a pleasure Um,
0: tony so thank you very much it's been a pleasure and stay safe and good luck with everything you do have a great day cheers bye cheers Thanks for listening to today's episode. You can find links to everything that we've discussed in the show notes. And if you'd like to know more about what I do or see more great money tips to build a secure and a happy lifestyle, then you can find all of these on my website, ttwealth.co.uk or my YouTube channel, TT Wealth. If you want to work with me, then why not book a free 30-minute call to find out how. You can also follow me on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. I also produce a bi-monthly newsletter, TT Wealth News, which contains practical money tips that is free for you to download from my website. And if you're enjoying this podcast, don't hesitate to leave a review. Of course, the more stars, the better. And equally, sharing is caring. But so if you've heard something that you've enjoyed and you think will benefit someone you know, then please do share with them. I'm sure they will appreciate it. So it's goodbye until next time. And remember, live for today, invest for tomorrow.